Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bridgewater Church. I'm so excited for our family and friends to gather together, and I hope you've had a great week, and as we settle in for the next few minutes, I want to continue to talk about our series, Keep Knocking. At the beginning of every year, we believe it is important to lean into prayer. Prayer isn't just something we do. It's a relationship that we have with God, and In this week, I want to talk about what it means to pray persistently. Now, just think about that for a moment. When was the last time that you had a prayer request that you needed to lean into with persistence? You had to just continue praying, even though it was such a struggle. You decided giving up was not an option. You know that I love stories, and there's been a story that has really uh, played with my mind and heart. I've been captivated by it. It's about Dr. Billy Graham. Now, many of us know that his ministry was incredible. It was worldwide. God anointed him as probably the greatest evangelist of the last century. And I love the story when his ministry was just getting started. He was eating in a diner in New Jersey. Dr. Theodore Elsner came up to him. He was a pastor from Philadelphia. And he said, I was sitting here in the diner praying that I would meet Billy Graham. And then here you were. It was incredible. And he said, very shortly and to the point, Pastor Graham, I believe that you need to go on the radio. And I would encourage you to reach out to Fred Dinart and Walter Bennett. They were involved in Christian radio. Well, Dr. Graham said, you know, Pastor, I'm too busy. I just am not able to do that at this time. He had no interest. Well, later on, he was in Michigan. And Pastor Graham was speaking and sharing there. Two well-dressed strangers came up to him and introduced themselves as Fred Dinart and Walter, Wal, uh, Walter Bennett. They encouraged him to get started into radio. And he said no. He said, I, I just don't have any interest at this time. They let it go. Pastor Graham was then in Portland. And who showed up but... Fred Dinart and Walter Bennett. Now Pastor Graham felt like he was being stalked. In fact, he was actually irritated. And when they approached him, he said, guys, I'm not willing to do any radio. And they said, but Pastor Graham, we have been praying about this. He said, the answer is no. He was almost offensive. And then he stopped and he paused. And he said, well... He said, unless God gives us $25,000, then uh, I'm not going to do it. 
he said, God has to provide miraculously the $25,000. And they, they both laughed and they said, well, pastor, we're on our way. Uh, we're leaving tonight for Chicago. Well, Pastor Graham that evening spoke to about 17,000 people. And God was starting to prepare his heart. And he told this story that I'm telling you to the crowd that night. And everyone laughed and chuckled. But after the service, people sought Pastor Graham out. Within minutes, people were burdened by this need for a radio ministry. And within minutes, Pastor Graham had 24 of the $25,000. He was stunned. As he was on his way back to the hotel, he thought, is this just a ploy from Satan? Is this just a temptation? I had, I had laid a fleece out of $25,000. Of course, it was uh, jokingly and sarcastically. But then when he got to the hotel, the desk clerk said, Pastor Graham, uh, I, I have two letters for you. They were postmarked two days before. And there were two men that said, in two different envelopes, Pastor Graham, God's placed on our hearts that you need to do a radio ministry. We've been praying about it. And here is a check for $500. Each had sent a check for $500. The $25,000 had been raised. And Billy Graham was overwhelmed with emotion, and he began to cry. Well, of all things, who showed up minutes later but Fred Dinert and Walter Bennett? They said we had gone to the airport, but then something told us not to leave. And we came back, and Billy Graham told them the story. And that was the beginning of one of the greatest Christian radio series ever broadcast called The Hour of Decision. Now, why do I tell you that story, church? Well, I'm telling it to you because today I want to talk about what it means to pray persistently. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what struggles you're going through. In fact, if you've really been praying about something, you're probably exhausted from asking God as you keep knocking to hear your prayer. But I want to give you three decisions today based on a very incredible parable that Jesus uh, gives to us. This incredible story will prompt us to look at prayer perhaps differently than we ever have before. So let's get started. Let's go to Luke chapter 18 and let's look at verses 1 through 3. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. Now, I want to give you the first insight. I know you didn't get a lot of the story yet, but we have enough to make this decision. If we're going to keep knocking in prayer, we have to pray persistently and never lose heart. Let me say it again. Decision number one, pray persistently and never lose heart. This is an interesting story because 
what Jesus is doing is capturing a cultural understanding about the law. When someone was struggling, if you were Jewish, you might have the option to go and sit in a Jewish court that would have been made up of three Jewish magistrates or legal experts. But the story that Jesus is telling gives us a different side of things. This was a Roman government-controlled area. In, in his parable, Jesus uh, plays on that, and he says, there is a judge, one judge. Well, that's an indication to his disciples that Jesus is talking about a Gentile judge. It was well known that if you needed help in this Roman government-controlled region, that you would have to possibly go to a Gentile judge who was corrupt, who quickly made decisions and didn't really care about the people that he was trying or supposed to be serving. Well, what Jesus says is that there's a widow. There is a widow who has no fighting chance against what is called an adversary. She has an adversary. The literal Greek translation of the word adversary is opponent or arch enemy. Now, I'm just going to uh, uh, grease the wheel a little bit here, and I want you to also realize for now that an alternative meaning to this word adversary is a meaning of Satan himself. We'll get back to that in a minute. But for the time being, what Jesus is saying to the disciples, I'm telling you a story about a widow who has an arch enemy, an adversary, and her only hope of getting any relief is to go to a Gentile judge who is probably corrupt. Now, Jesus paints this beautiful contrast in such a way that he says to his disciples, and he's saying to us, never forget this. When everything looks hopeless, Jesus said to his disciples, always pray and never give up. Now just stop a minute. Let's, let's take a moment to let this breathe. Jesus is telling a story to his disciples about prayer where there is a widow who has no hope of getting any help or justice because of a corrupt Gentile judge. And then Jesus abruptly stops and says to his disciples, never stop praying, never give up no matter how difficult the circumstances may be. Immediately I thought of this great insight from Oswald Chambers. He once wrote, we have to pray with our eyes on God, not on our difficulties. Friends, that is hard. That is a difficult thing to do. How do we pray in such a way that 
the harder it becomes in our lives, the, the, the forces of life that are coming against us, fear and negativity, and maybe what other people are saying or what other people are doing, there's, there, there's this temptation just to shut down. There's a temptation just to give up. But Jesus says, in those moments, keep knocking, pray persistently, and realize this, don't lose heart. Never lose heart. The phrase, never lose heart, actually is a picture of a person who, who's prayed to the point of utter exhaustion. I would never tell you that I'm a person who has prayed to the point where I have been literally, physically, emotionally spent, but I've been close at times. I can remember where I have prayed through difficulties in ministry. I, I, I can recall in my mind family problems and issues where even when I was upset, exhausted, angry, uh, sad, every emotion you can imagine, that's in, the, in, in those moments where when I didn't want to pray, when it was a struggle to pray, I remembered this parable, this story from Jesus, and he says, pray, don't lose heart. Put your faith in, in God, and when, when, the, when, the, when the heat is so hot, when the struggle is about to overwhelm, pray and keep on praying. Don't lose heart. Mm. Well, that's only one decision. Here's the second decision found in, as this story continues in Luke 18, 4 through 5. For some time he refused. Now we're talking about the judge. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. I love this part of the parable. Here's our next decision. Pray persistently and keep knocking. Now, when I look at this, I realize that this is a decision that I think is difficult because there are situations, there are problems that we encounter that we're just not sure what to do about. And that's why I really am taken by this next part of the story. Jesus tells us that the judge is godless. The judge is godless. He doesn't even believe that in, in any higher power, and I don't think he really believes in helping people. It's just a job to him. But then Jesus tells us this. It's a stark admission of the judge. Yet because the widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice. So she won't eventually come and attack me. When I read this, I think about how relentless my, my own kids could be when they were younger. I remember when we all went outside to rake leaves. My oldest daughter, she, she just did not enjoy outside chores. And we're raking leaves, and we hadn't been raking them long. And she said, Dad, I'm tired. Dad, I need a snack. 
And I said, we're here to rake leaves. Then she says, Dad, a few minutes later, she goes, how long have I been doing this? Dad, can I stop? And then she, she just had gone on and on for so long. What, what really broke me was when she said, Dad, can I go to the mall? <laughs> oh, I, she was relentless. I sent her into her mom. I was done. Well, that's exactly what's happening in this story. If we dig deeper, we discover that the literal translation of the phrase, bothering me, means to blacken someone's face. Our closest translation is to blacken someone's eye. Now, what the judge was saying, if I let this woman continue the way that she is, my reputation will be blackened. But there's even a hint that if she continues, I might end up with a black eye. She's so intent on getting justice. Here's our second insight. I'm taking it right from the title of the message today. Pray persistently, and here's our series, here's the focus, keep knocking. The word persistent means continuing firmly or obstinately in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition, continuing to exist or endure over a prolonged period. When was the last time you and I kept knocking and made the decision that we were going to be persistent in prayer, and no matter how hard things got, we kept praying. In fact, the harder things got, we prayed even more. That's not human nature. That's not really what would come to mind. In fact, often when we feel exhausted, when we're overwhelmed, we want to go do something mindless. We dive into TV or binge watch some kind of cable show. But when things are strenuous, when there are difficulties and problems, Jesus is stopping all of us and saying, I'm real. I'm real. I need you to pray persistently and never lose heart, but I need you to make the decision to pray persistently and keep knocking. It's reminiscent of Luke chapter 11, to ask, to seek, and to knock. Bold, audacious knocking. Now, why would we have to do that? What is going on? Is God like the, the, the Gentile judge? He doesn't love us? He doesn't care about us? No. Jesus isn't doing a comparison of the two. Jesus is saying, listen, God is so much different than the Gentile judge that the more persistent we are, the more our faith in God grows. And God is ordering our steps to give us the answer to prayer at the right time. And that leads to the conclusion of this story. And if you and I look at Luke 18, uh, let's look at verses 6 through 8. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones 
who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Here's our third decision. Pray persistently and cry out faithfully. Do you remember the phrase we used a few weeks ago? The question, how much more? So much more. Let's do that together. What's the question? How much more? What's the answer? So much more. When you and I pray persistently and cry out faithfully, God isn't going to give us less. God is going to bless us with more. In fact, let me talk to you for a minute about the power of persistent prayer. It's up to us individually and collectively to pray persistently and cry out faithfully no matter what circumstances we encounter. We must wait and trust God to answer. Then we must be willing to trust God with the answer he gives. When you and I pray persistently and faithfully, we have to keep crying out, not knowing what will happen. Then, as we pray, our faith ignites and starts to grow. In fact, sometimes, the more difficult it is, the, more, uh, the harder it is to pray, the greater our faith. And then God gives an answer. And when he does, he's asking us to trust him. God is listening to his children pray. But I promised you a few minutes ago that I would come back to this word adversary. This arch enemy that the woman encountered. There was an alternate meaning. The meaning was Satan. That Satan comes against us. I believe Satan is real. I hope you do too. Look around in our world and you'll obviously see evil abound. And if we were to turn to 1 Peter, the apostle Peter wrote in a letter. In chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, he said this, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Isn't that a powerful verse? It's realistic. It's honest. Peter says, never forget that you are being stalked by the devil. He prowls around us like a roaring lion. He wants to spiritually devour us. And that's why we need to realize what Jesus is saying. Jesus is telling us, pray persistently and cry out faithfully. Why? Because prayer is a protection. Prayer is something that we, we need to protect us and not just answer prayers for the things we're asking and to be in this incredible relationship with God. But listen to this insight. Prayer also protects us from things we'll never know about until we're in the presence of God in heaven. Pray persistently. Don't give up. Cry out faithfully. And realize that even though the enemy is against us, God is for us. I'm asking this of you this morning. 
I'm asking you to keep knocking. I'm asking you to pray persistently. Listen, I don't know what you're going through, what struggles that, that you're having, but I want you to see this as a declaration of faith. Just like the widow who thought she was going to get no justice, it didn't keep her from going back to the Gentile judge and saying to this judge over and over again, I deserve justice from and against the arch enemy that is making my life so miserable. Jesus said that parable, that story, helps us understand prayer. The enemy is Satan. The world is against us, but God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? And that's why prayer is an avenue of communication that puts us directly into the throne room of God. Now this morning, I just want to ask you, what do you need God to hear? What prayer are you crying out? What are, you, what are you in need of God to do in your life? And can I ask this? What is God wanting to do in our lives? What strongholds is he wanting to tear down? Prayer isn't a one-way street where we get what we want. Prayer is a relationship, a partnership with God. And I want to challenge you right now. In fact, will you do this no matter where you are? If you're at home, just... Just bow your head. If you're in your car and you're listening on the podcast, just, just pull over to the side of the road. I don't know where you're listening to this message, but God is ready to move in a powerful way. Right now, with every head bowed, I want you to put your hands out front, cupped, ready to receive what God has to offer. And I want you to put in your hands those prayer requests that seem to be so difficult, there are no answers anywhere for us but in the throne room of heaven. And right now, I'm going to pray with persistence. Dear Jesus, we're knocking on the door. Dear Jesus, we are coming. You are at the right hand of God the Father interceding for us. Your brothers and sisters who have put our faith in you, Jesus. There are struggles with families, jobs, friends, health issues. There are people full of fear and concern. Those that are exhausted and overwhelmed. People that are searching for you, God. And right now, I pray with persistence. I'm beating on the doors of heaven with this family. Hear us, O oh God. Answer prayer. Do in us what we cannot do ourselves. Do through us what we need to see done in others. Show us your way and where we're tired and we're ready to give up. Help us to be reminded of the widow that you haven't given up on us. You're still waiting. Our faith is growing. There is joy. There is going to be weeping perhaps in the night, but joy is coming in the morning when prayer is answered. Oh God, right now we hear you. We, we long for you. And God, we ask that you answer us and we will celebrate and give you all the praise in Jesus' name, amen. Well, listen, I love you. This has been a powerful story and a powerful message. Reach out to Pastor Liz. Let our online pastor know that you heard the message. Maybe, maybe you want to reach out and say, 
will you pray with me and then put a word or two? We'll pray with you if you'll do it. Come on, online family, reach out. Let's flood the internet with our prayer request and let's ask God to help us. Let's keep knocking together. And until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.